Do you have more? I'm done. I love okay. that you that you created that anecdote like immediately after taking a swig of wine. Yeah. So like I know the headspace <laughs> you're in for this for this podcast. Oh god. Hello and welcome back to the Popcorn for Dinner podcast. A podcast about TV shows and Egyptian gods, monsters and superheroes. I'm of course your host, Bankoli Mokwede. And yes, we're going to talk about a lot of TV today because there's a lot of TV out right now. And then specifically the Moon Knight finale. And joining me today... <sighs> Sorry guys, I'm just, I'm a little emotional because he left his field of reeds paradise to come save me. <laughs> it's TMT! <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I hate to add the sound effects where it just seems like people are screaming for me because that would be lovely. Yeah, because there are people, yeah, people, there are people screaming. I, I think they can hear it. They okay, just hear great. The that, that wasn't that's... you. No, that was, that was people. Actually, people, that was people. Those, those were actually people. Yeah, yeah. I don't <laughs> add more sound effects. Those were people screaming <laughs> for you. Like you have a flock of followers go, follow you wherever you go. Like that is scary, but also safe, I guess. Like because if someone tries to kidnap me, one of them is just going to jump out. Like. Yeah, then you can easily turn it into a cult yeah. if you want. And Put breaking who glass doesn't and want to lead a cult? Start breaking glass and putting it into my shoes. Yeah, it's like, you can't do that. Um, mm. Do you know what I was watching earlier, before I even go into the admin, before we started on this podcast? What were you watching? This is Amira's interview with um, the patron set of this podcast, Johnny Bernthal. <laughs> and I, I just know you're obviously a big fan of of, of Jesus and Mera. And yeah. I just felt like mentioning that because like, their interviews recently have just been so good. Like, obviously, the Denzel one, which so everyone is talking about. I remember tweeting the Denzel one, and then, like, a day later, it was, like, a big thing. Like, the Denzel one is really... And the Benthol one, too, is also really good. Like, no, the Benthol one is great. The the Denzel one is one of my favorite interviews of all time, because, like... It ma- it makes no sense. Yeah. And the then, Denzel one makes no sense to how good it is. It's You know, he's always, like, guarded. Like, he's very responsible. He's Denzel. You know, he t- tells you how it is. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I've never seen Denzel that, like... Yeah, loose. <laughs> like, that calm with a generation, like, this is America, like, yeah, a generation below. Yeah. Like, I've never seen him that calm around those kind of people. Like, what did you guys feed Denzel before this interview? Why is he so so calm with, like, but yeah, no, the Brenthal one. So, just every John Brenthal interview, you just realize how, like, smart he is. And you don't, like, I don't know, because of the characters he's played, you, you, you don't expect that from him. But every time you listen to him speak, like, oh, this guy's actually... Very smart and sensitive and thinks about what he's doing. I think I think John puts a lot of himself in all these characters. Because I think mm-hmm. even watching that, I was like, yeah, this guy, he has a big heart. He's very nice and he's good at communicating with people and connecting with people. But I still see that unhingedness. I don't know if you see it too, but like there's this like level of John Penthal unhingedness and the way he, his body language and his... He... Yeah. Yeah. I think it's kind of... I, I don't want to like even say anything that... Obviously, I don't know anything about his, his life. Mm. But I think it's kind of like maybe growing up around those people. Mm. So he kind of has their mannerisms, but not their like mental and emotional yeah. level of intelligence. Yeah. It, it's very, but also, he's also someone who like, <laughs> he's also a white man, mm-hmm. a white American man. Mm-hmm. So it's also like, he's also patriotic, quote unquote, but also not in the way that it's like disgusted. Yeah. He's not like, like so he, every, he, yeah, yeah. Everything he does is on the right side of like the line. Yeah, I think Even if just by a little. His thing is like what America should be, not what mm-hmm. is, it is. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So while a black man would be like, this is what America has always been and this is what America should be. Like, exactly. But him as a white man would be like, this is what, this is what America should be. And it's been nice kind of like mm-hmm. patriotic. So mm-hmm. yeah, so I get what you mean. Like, there's a little bit of, and he's also someone that like probably 
quote unquote respects the troops and respects the cops. Like, yeah, of course, of um, course, of course. It, but, but also admits that they're terrible ones mm-hmm. and a lot, a lot of terrible ones. So he's like, I think he's just he he must have a very very interesting balancing act in his head. Like, I don't know, I don't know how he does it. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know how you reconcile those two things, honestly. He studied acting in Russia, obviously, as well. So like, I find that so bizarre. Yeah, he's very. He just strikes me as very hardcore, like someone that like life will knock down mm-hmm. and he just gets up like, oh, you keep going. <laughs> you know? He seems like a very tough guy. That's, I think that's the thing. Like he's not like, I think the macho-ness of him is not fake. Mm. He's definitely like a hardcore guy. Like and you, you hear some of his stories. And also if you like Brenthal, go check out his like Hot Ones interview. Also another great interview with, 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 with John Brenthal. Yeah. But anyway, before we go into all that, quick admin guys, if you're listening, um, we had an episode last week on Better Call Saul and Barry, their most recent episodes. So please check those out if you watch those shows. Um, we're going to release an episode on the final season of Ozark very soon. So if you watch that final season or if you're in the middle of catching up, please come check that episode out. And we're going to have episodes on Doctor Strange coming up soon. Um, TNT will be back to discuss the Atlanta season finale with me. Mm. And yeah, and we'll continue to cover... The remaining episodes of Saul and Barry. So I hope you guys check this out. Um, I don't know, TMC, do you watch either of those shows? Yeah, I, I, I love Better Call Barry. It's my favorite. Um, it's my favorite show. This is the one where Bill Hader is a lawyer and he has to defend people around New New Mexico. And they're just like... I, uh, oh, Jesus Christ. You know, you know the oh, show? I don't, <laughs> yeah. I it's on HBO Max. I love... It's on HBO Max, is it? It's on HBO Max. Like, not HBO Max, yeah. HBO Max, like a combination of Showmax and HBO. No, it's it's on AMO, AMO, AMCO. Okay, I, do you want do you want to continue? Do you, uh, do you have more? I'm done. I love okay. that you that you created that anecdote like immediately after taking a swig of wine. Yeah. So like I know the headspace <laughs> you're in for this for this podcast. Oh God. But yeah, no, I think essentially, guys, a lot of stuff is coming on the feed. There's so much that you might be interested in, ranging from, like I said, Doctor Strange all the way to Ozark and Barry and Better Call Saul and lots of other weird movies that are coming out that I hope to talk about soon. So please, um, as always, just please subscribe to us on whatever platforms you're listening on so that you get notified of these episodes when they come out. And please rate and review the podcast if you're listening on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Um, it really helps us get out there. Um, how have you been, man? What are you, what are you watching? What TV shows have got you stressing out right now because honestly bro i'm stressed i am struggling yeah man um no so i've been watching this show called we crash it's jared leto and Anne hathaway and basically mm-hmm. they played the guys who founded this billion dollar company called we work yeah and it's just it's hilarious and it's some of the best it's i think it's the best performance i've ever seen from Anne hathaway and that's saying a lot because she's phenomenal um Yes, I'm, I'm really enjoying that. And I'm enjoying Winning Time, the Lakers, um, TV show on HBO. Have you heard of that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. I am, I am really enjoying Winning Time. I think it might be my, the most fun show I'm watching right it's now. It's super fun. Right? I, I really enjoy Winning Time. Um, I think the episode coming out on the day that the finale will be airing, mm. uh, or the finale will be out. I'm just, first of all, this is like back to back times that like We Crash has come up on this podcast. And like I said last week, all I've heard about We Crash is just that it's chaotic fun. That's all I've just heard about this show. Like, not whether it's good or bad, just that it's chaotic fun. Um, it's very chaotic. Winning Time, that's this obviously, like you said, the HBO Lakers drama. Drama, quote-unquote. Mm. Um, Sports drama. I, I, yeah, I'm, re- I'm, I'm really enjoying Winning Time. I, I like, yeah, I've, 
I'm just a big fan of the show. I think Quincy Isaiah is doing a star-making performance. Honestly. As Magic Johnson. Honestly. Oh, yeah. I'm really enjoying time. Also, John C. Reilly is just eating that role up, isn't he? He's, he's so good. He's good. He's, I, I mean, it's hard not to, obviously, if many people don't know, but if you're following the news, you know, like, Adam McKay and Will Ferrell kind of stopped being friends because of this whole thing. And it's just very hard to see Will Ferrell in this role. Mm. Like, I think it would be a different show. I think if it was Will Ferrell in this role, it wouldn't be the same yeah. drama. It would be more of like, like they would have gone the more comedic route, route is that, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But like, because what John C. Riley is doing in this, his scenes with Sally Field, mm. like, he plays, he's playing so many, so many different characters in this one character. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's, he's doing a very good job. And that's the thing. He just, he feels like a real person. His character and the guy, yeah, the Isaiah, like, they just feel like they're kind of, Magic Johnson and um, Dr. Buss are just so well fleshed out in this show. Mm-hmm. Also, Jack McKenney or whatever, and um, Adrian Brody as Pat, um, is it Pat Riley? Is that who he plays? Yeah. Yeah, like, that's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just. Honestly, I don't think, I don't think there's a bad performance on this show. Yeah, no one. Just before we, because you're going to, you're going to just end up going down the entire roster. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I think Jason, Jason Siegel as, um, Paul Westhead is great. It's insane. I think the person playing Genie Boss, mm. great. Like everyone is just great. And it's obviously because of the show is Kareem, the guy that's Kareem. He's so good. Like, oh my God. Like, every, yeah, no. Yeah. Everyone is so good. It's so good. on, on the Don't forget show. the guy playing Spencer. That's an OG. What's his name? The guy from The Wild. Oh my God. Wood Harris. Wood Harris. Wood Harris. Bro, it's, it's just wild. When you get off the fact that he looks considerably older than Spencer Hayward probably looked yeah, at that point. Yeah. It's just like, inc- it's incredible. Yeah. yeah. No, with Harris OG, obviously. Mm. Um, and obviously he had his own shine, shining moments in, in episode nine, mm. but there are very few shows right airing right now that are like, there are some that I look forward to and to watch it, but there are very few that I'm just having a great time while I'm watching them. Mm-hmm. And I, I think when it, when it times one of those shows, it's, it's like, a great time. Some of the stories that like, they're showing on this show. It's like, what? What was going on in 1980? <laughs> what are you guys talking about? 1979, like, man. It was just, a, uh, wow. uh, it was the best of times and it was the worst of times. <laughs> it's really ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so why, what you're saying is that you haven't started watching Severance after, even after our last conversation. That's what you're telling me right now. <laughs> hey, listen, um, Banky, I, I, um, at the end of the day, I'm just a man and you're just a man. I only have so many hours on this earth. I, bro, I feel you. I feel you. I like <laughs> that's fair. That's, I mean, I think Severance should probably go up your waiting list. Yeah. Just, but I don't want to overhype the show. But this, like, this April May period is so daunting, man. As someone who is trying to do a podcast on TV shows, oh my god! Like, I, I think. We're, t- we're talking about it because you're obviously watching Tokyo Vice, mm. which I haven't even had the strength to start. Mm. That's going to be like a summer summer binge or something. There's no way I can watch Tokyo Vice two is, hours worth of Tokyo Vice is insane. I feel like they're releasing two episodes a week. I can't watch a movie, a Tokyo Vice movie every week. That's like that's a lot. I think it, they they came out Fridays, so I would watch one on Saturday, mm-hmm. and I would watch one on Sunday. Fair. Yeah, yeah, like, cause that's kind of what I'm doing with Outer Range. Outer Range is the Josh Brolin, like, mm-hmm. sci-fi western on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. And they also bring out two episodes a week. So I kind of like, and it's like, two things. It's unfortunate that this part, this podcast is not that big. So I wish I had a bigger platform so I could start something. Two things we need to stop doing. Stop bringing out 
the premiere of your show with two or three episodes. We need to stop that. Why? Because and because there's two more. Because what I do is I look up now and I'm like, oh shit, I'm three hours behind on a TV show that just came out yesterday. Mm. And then I have to try and catch up. And then it's becoming homework to just catch up to the show. Like the show literally just came out and I have to try and catch up. Mm. Also, stop. if Unless you're Minx, unless you're a 20, 30 minute show, don't bring out two episodes in a week. Don't. I think, I People think. Have, I, have, I have other things to do. <laughs> I think that's a fair thought. Um, unless you, you are in that 20 minute, 30 minute block. Yes. Don't, don't drop it like that. Don't, yeah. Don't bring out two episodes a week. Cause like, what? <sighs> I mean, it's, it's hard. It's stressful. But it's like, you know, content over, over, over saturation. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there are a lot of reasons. Obviously, you have the fact that like COVID obviously did a lot of releases. Mm-hmm. The Emmys deadline, like for Emmys contention is, I think, May 30th. Mm. So a lot, of, a lot of the shows want to come out during the Emmys period. Mm. So they're all coming out in April and May. Mm. So it's just like, oh, guys, take a break. Like people are not going to watch. Oza came and finished. And I don't even know if I like it appreciated the end of a show properly mm-hmm. but that's, that's a whole different agenda that I have with binging that's like a whole do you know thing. Ozark is the only show that like a lot of people watch but when I ask them if I should watch it they're like nah really yeah they're always like they're always like nah I watch it because I started it I don't know why I started it but I did and I'm into it now but you should not start this show and I'm like well, I, what? so many people have right, said that that's interesting because for me I think Ozark got better I my feelings towards Ozark definitely improved over the season like mm. i wasn't really a fan the first first couple of seasons and then as it went on i just saw it getting better but i don't that's interesting i've never heard anyone say don't watch ozark I yeah think. people tell ozark, me that all the time. That's interesting. also i don't know how you watch shows and you're like i'm not really fan. like first episode if i'm not in i am out i don't care i don't like okay well I, well some people like i'm a i'm a def- i'm definitely like a completionist if that's a word like mm. I, I really want to try mm. and finish something unless mm. it's unless it becomes like painful unless it becomes like painful to watch yeah. and then but i think also if you're someone who watches not that many shows mm. if like across a week you have five hours of tv then it's easier to just do like okay i need something to watch while i'm eating so i just watch this did you finish game of thrones yeah of course I fi- yeah of course so uh, have you seen the trailer for house of the dragon i have seen the trailer for house of the dragon was was that was it my imagination or was the baratheon the sh- was he a black guy was that, there was a black guy, but he said his name was Baratheon. I thought he said Valerian or something. Oh, was it Valerian? Oh, I see. I, I don't think it was Baratheon. He said he said something though, but I was like, I, I don't even remember a black family in game in house in Game of Thrones. Yeah, before. yeah, they probably got wiped out. <laughs> what's your like? What's your temperature level for House of the Dragon? Not hot, but also um, not bad, but the, not cold. Not co- yeah. The thing about House of the Dragon is. The law from start to finish is fully established mm. in Game of Thrones. Oh, what did you read the books? I, oh, oh, you mean as in like those books are, are set already? Yeah, like, yeah, the books, yeah. and you know he would write like because he's a he's a psycho. He would write like history books on Game of Thrones, like just side mm. books. So all the law is already set in that sense. So people are not like all all HBO have to do is just fill in the blanks, you know? Yeah. Oh, so did you read the books? I read the books. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So you read the so you're like a I don't know, Thrones Head. Yeah, I'm a Thrones Head. The Song of Ice and Fire Head. I'm a fantasy nerd, man. Like, there's hardly a big Fair enough. fantasy thing that I just don't, you know, partake in. Fair enough. I'm not, hmm, House of the Dragon is interesting. I'm not like, I'm obviously not as hot as I would have been if Game of Thrones ended properly. Right? Mm, mm. But I'm also not cold. And I think it's like, it's. I have a friend. Mm. I have a friend who 
know someone that worked on Game of on House of, House of the Dragon, right? And yeah. they're like, look, this stuff is great. And I think just by the the aura that the show is going, if you're someone that reads into this, like, first of all, these guys put out House of Dragon, I think, two weeks before Lord of the Rings coming out on Amazon Prime. Mm. So it's like HBO, like, look, come, 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 come. We are back. Mm-hmm. The corners are, ba- are ours. We are back to like... Tell, we, tell the streets we, we back. Tell the streets <laughs> we back. <home. laughs> They're like, look, we know what we have here. So I think there's a lot of confidence coming out of HBO. Like, we know what we have here, right? And that's it's a, just like, that, a little Dwyer reference for those who... <laughs> yeah, I was going to re- reference I was in... Um, you, know when, you know when Omar is walking down the street and people are like... That's like I was like HBO Omar. coming in with the dragon... <laughs> when when <laughs> HBO is coming with the dragon eggs. You know what? We need to make it... We need to make a video meme where we just like... Tag. We just ta- we tag shows as the people on the blog, and then we tag <laughs> we tag all <laughs> us each video with House of the Dragon. And it's just all of them running away. See, if we had a more extensive uh, social media team, we'd be able to do that. But everyone on my team is social media illiterate. Um, oh damn! I'm going to do it then. I'm going to do it for please, one please of my do, podcasts. Please do. <laughs> but the fact that like because because like they were like look. You guys put a billion dollars into Lord of the Rings. We have mm-hmm. Dragon Eggs. And I'm going to put our Dragon Eggs show before. So I think that's a lot of confidence coming from them. But then also, just like... Wait, sorry, sorry for one second. Amazon put no in problem. how much for what time? Oh, oh, oh. Don't quote me. I'll, come, I'll do research after but like, it's a lot of money. It's like, I think it's close to a billion, if it's not exactly a billion. Yeah, God. I'm like, Jeff Bezos was just like, I like Lord of the Rings, and I'm going to make a TV show about it. Like, and also, I'm richer than God, so why not? Yeah, exactly. So I can put a billion. <laughs> I, I definitely, th- I'll research and if it's wrong, I'll, I'll like put a correction. But I think it's like, it's very close. I'll check. It's very close to that. I hate fuck you money at work, but I love <laughs> fuck you money at work when it's in my benefits because dog. Things, right? I, I love the race. Oh, it's just like, yeah. So, um, and then look, this cast of House of the Dragon makes, actually, you know what? Let me. I'm not going to do any justice by just saying who is in my head. Let me actually pull it up right now. And while you're pulling it up, I'll just say Matt Smith over over and over again. Matt Smith, Matt Smith, Matt Smith, Matt Smith, Matt Smith, Matt Smith. See, here's the thing. I'm in a period right now where I am. I might be genuinely in love with Matt Smith, bro. (laughs) Do you know it wasn't Doctor Who that that made me think Matt Matt Smith was special? It was. When have you ever seen one of the worst movies of all time? By the way, have you ever seen Pride and Prejudice versus Zombies? No, I haven't. But I know, I know the movie. No. So he plays this character. If you've ever, um, if you've ever read um, the actual Pride of Prejudice, there's this character who was supposed to marry, um, what's her name? Was he Elizabeth? And he was like her cousin, but he was kind of a dullard, and he was fucking funny. His name was what was his name? It wasn't Wickham. Was it Wickham? No, I can't remember, but my God, he's just one of the most bumbly characters on the show. And Matt, Matt Smith plays him with so much elegance and stupidity. Mm. And I just realized at that point that like, this is literally, this guy is special. Yeah. His name is Mr. Collins. Mr. Collins, yeah. So earlier in the year, we did, Ibuka and I did an episode on, we did an episode on Get Out and Last Night in Toho. Mm. And I was talking on that episode about how like, like, why is, my question was like, why is Matt Smith not, not a thing in this country? Like, why isn't he like, why doesn't he have the stands that like Hiddleston has? Because, or, or Cumberbatch. Or Cumberbatch. Because like, I'm like, because I, I look at Matt Smith, I, I don't think Matt Smith is ever on screen that I'm not like drawn to whatever he's doing as a performer. Uh, why are you drawn to Mobius? <laughs> so he's, but that's the, he's by far the best part of Mobius. It's not even clear. You've seen, you've seen Mobius. Oh yeah, I've seen Mobius. 
the thing is like um also if you if if you've read game of thrones like or you've read the law matt matt smith he plays one of the most interesting characters ever i'm actually i was gonna i was gonna read out the cast list but i realized that people that are not me and are not like stupid and weird like me will not know these names <laughs> but trust me when you see their faces you'll be like oh i know that guy like you have Paddy Considine here. You have obviously Matt Smith, Emma Darcy, mm. Sonoya Mizuno, Reese Ifa. Like these are people that like you're gonna be like, I have seen this guy in too many things. Paddy is special as well, but like yeah, yeah. If, yeah, if you're Paddy's like yeah, yeah, you've seen Paddy yeah. in a lot of things. It's not even yeah, close. Paddy's he's good. Graham McTavish, who was on Preacher. If you guys watch Preacher, it's just like yeah. Mm. So I'm very like, and then I think I think the main like the producing director is Miguel Sopotnik, who obviously directed a lot of. The, I think. Maybe Battle of the Bastards, one of the big battle episodes of Game of Thrones. Oof, it was him. Oof. And I think, and uh, yeah, so it's, I remember a friend of mine had me on her podcast a few months back and we were talking just about like the, the thoughts of Game of, of House of the Dragon. It's like, it's weird because obviously Game of Thrones came in and was a, this political show mm-hmm. with some whispers of egg, of dragon eggs and then it blew up. But like, these guys are like, they're coming straight up with dragons from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, this is like, we, we can't make TV like that anymore. Like, there's a lot of the rings, so we have to go straight in. <laughs> and I guess I'm not too hot on it. But I'm definitely not cold. Like, I'm far from cold. I'm like, this this could be something. And it's just like... And I think maybe enough time has passed that not that, not that the taste of the Game of Thrones finale has left our mouths. But, but like, this thing has left the air. Yeah, and we are open to, like, letting something else. Like, if this is good, I don't think people, people will dismiss it if this is good. If mm-hmm. it's actually as good as it, it could be. So that's... Like, and and I think people have kind of firmly placed, like, the, the stink on D&D, David and Dad. So, like, and they're not involved in this show at all. So, like, I think it's mm. possible that, like, okay, let's not, mm. let's not blame them. So, are you a pro binger? I love binging, man. But also, like, um, I, I like, I like episodic stuff. My thing is, I love when, like, Moon Knights, for instance, mm-hmm. is, <coughs> Moon Knight is, makes, <coughs> sorry, Moon Knight makes sorry. the case for why. <coughs> what the hell? <coughs> Sorry. I think Konshu is trying to <laughs> mess with me. Um, no one was really talking about it on my TL. You get what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. So I like when a show comes out, one, it's, that's Sunday night and everyone talks about it and we all just about it on the timeline and all of that. Yeah. But when no one is doing that, then I'm pro binging. Two things. First of all, I, I'm tired. I, I, I don't even mind like maybe the show if I can't catch up on the show like for example The Flight Attendant I'm going to binge it when it finishes just because like I don't mm. have the time for that now but I don't like don't give me 10 episodes at once I'm tired of that we've had 10 years yeah. of that it's too, it, it, it's too much it's too much anxiety it's too much stress just have 10 episodes yeah. that. and then you then end up watching the shows not because you want to enjoy the show because you want you don't want it to get it spoiled for you mm-hmm. you want to find out what happened mm-hmm. it's almost like FOMO yeah. and I'm like I want to watch the show I want to like think about the show mm-hmm. I don't want to just find a way to watch 10 episodes in three days because that, that's too much stress for me. But also, I don't even think... I guess Succession did it for a bit. Actually, did it for a while, actually. But when was the last time people were, like, talking correctly about a show? Maybe Euphoria, but that wasn't that wasn't us. Like, it, oh, it was also. It was also. <laughs> it was also. Me, me and some Agbayas were out there. Okay, fair enough. Because I haven't watched the second season. I just... Oh, I'll probably God, binge God. it again in the summer. But I like, watched that with the P- I watched that with the TL Euphoria before Euphoria was probably Succession it was, yeah yeah but it used to be obviously for a long long time it was Game Thrones. of Thrones yeah yeah but I don't know I don't know if there maybe th- that show isn't on anymore or like as in that kind of show like that kind of big show isn't airing right now or we've just 
like you said last time you're on this podcast, the world is on fire. Mm. Maybe like people are just not like gathering together to talk about those kind of shows anymore. I no, I think it it just it's just very rare for a show to be able to sort of connect with as many people as it takes to make a timeline. Fair. So there are shows that like only I will watch. There are shows that only you will watch. There are shows that like, mm-hmm. only you and I will watch, but we know a ton of people want, you know? But then so, every now and then there's an, there's an odd show that like everyone just connects to for some reason. I think I think some like, show like Severance is a show that would have been that kind of people talking about it but lots of people are not watching it. And I think I definitely think Severance will, will gather lots of followers or followers, lots of fans over the next few months. And when it's coming out for the second season, I think it'll be a... That will happen. Yeah, I yeah. hope so. Because I can't, wait, I can't wait to get into it. Also, like that... I, honestly, I, you remember C with Jason Momoa? I thought it was going to see was going to be like that. Did you, I didn't watch the second season of C, did you? Yeah. First, second, you know. It was nice. Nice little fights. Nice is it good? Little... Did it get better? Is it good? Is it great? Is it... I don't... Look, I don't know what C is. All I know is I, I, I watch it and I, I have... I just have nothing good or bad to say about it. My thing with C is that, like, not without going, I don't want to besmirch it, but, like, you know, so you know how they pray yeah. in that universe, how, like, the queen was praying in season one. Yeah. I wanted the show to lean more into that kind of weirdness, mm-hmm. and I felt like it never did. Mm. Like, it, it was always too scared to be too weird. Yeah. Like, it always felt comfortable just going into the Jason Momoa fights people, sure. And that's fine. Oh, but but we, are, we need to... Jason Momoa's physical... Acting is some of the best I've ever seen. He's gifted. I love that. We both do. Now. I don't have a problem with that. But also, feel mm. free to go into the weirdness of... with. I don't. I want to keep this podcast G's. I don't want to explain how they pray in the C universe. But, like, it's a bit interesting. Before I go, do you have any other shows you want to, like, shout out? Um, Moon Knight is great. <laughs> okay. That's a, that's a great segue, I guess, to us talking about yeah. the Moon Knight finale. From the moment you arrived... Way back then, we were so young. You saved me. I survived because I knew I wasn't alone. You were always there, alive, full of hope. And I tried to protect that, and I failed. I couldn't protect you. But you didn't abandon me. You didn't abandon me. And all that, all that field back there was looking at pretty good. There's no way in hell I'm going to abandon you. You are the only real superpower I ever had. Okay, so you you threw down the gauntlet. Moon Knight is great, quote-unquote. Um, I'm going to ask you a question. Do something for me. Why don't you tell me how you felt about this show going into the finale, so i.e. after episode 5, and then tell me how you felt after the finale. I think the first two episodes tempered my expectations. And after that, I just went in with no real expectations except <clears throat> an unfolding plot story. Mm-hmm. <coughs> finding out, <coughs> finding out, sorry, finding sorry, out. Sorry, Conscious back. <coughs> He's back! <laughs> yeah, so I just, I, I just went in. Um, hoping to find out more about the plot, the characters, all of that, uh, his identities and everything. And I enjoyed it. And then last episode, I got what I wanted. <laughs> yeah, you, you did get what you wanted. I got what I wanted. I okay. got what I wanted. Yeah, I mean, it was just, it was a really good finale. Oh, wow. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so here's the thing about me now. And I'm, 
Okay, I'm trying to put this in the right way. Um, I really don't want to come off as like for intellectual. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not trying to form up like I'm higher than this because I'm not. I love the MCU. I think what I'm going to do, and I think I've reached the point where I'm going to take the penultimate episode of these shows as my finales. Yeah, that was such a good episode, my God. A great episode. Like, so I'm not, it's not as if I hate the inevitable fighting and CGI fighting in the finales, right? I'm not like, I like that. I go to a lot of movies for that. But I, I feel like, I think I don't care for it on TV. Mm. I think mm. because it has been time after time now that like that episode, they're episode five. They're, think about in WandaVision, like them going back through Wanda's trauma or um, in Loki, even though Loki's finale was also great, but in Loki is the one where you meet classic Loki. This one is the great episode five. These are always like better for me because they have, they're dealing with emotional stakes. They're dealing with like things about the character. Yeah. And I feel like I care more about that on TV. Mm-hmm. When I go to the cinema, I, I come to see the punching as well. Like that's what I'm coming for. But I think on, I, I think on TV, I care more about those episodes about emotional stakes. So for me, episode five is the best episode of, of the season. But all in all, I really like the show. I think it did a lot of things that I didn't expect it to do. Took a lot of risks that I think most of them paid off. Obviously not all, but most. The acting was like, when you have Ethan Hawke and, and Oscar Isaac leading, like, I don't think Oscar Isaac was ever bad in this show. I don't think Ethan Hawke was ever bad in this show. What really killed me about the show was, I just remember watching, like, these videos of Oscar Isaac training and doing these, like, fight scenes and Kavaga. Oh, I never saw those. Bro, they are beautiful. They're on YouTube. Just type Oscar Isaac training for Moon Knight. And you're going to see him doing some hmm. amazing things. Like, he's a fully, he's like an athlete. He does insane stuff. Yeah. And he just didn't get to use very much of that in the TV show. So I was wondering what that was for. Maybe that was just, for, that was just to get fit. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe. What did you think about the, uh, can we discuss spoilers? Spoilers, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. What do you think about the last personality, Jake Lockley? I guess, I think I spoke to you first time about Moon Knight. I didn't know anything about Moon Knight going in, and I, mm. I kept trying to keep that like as clean as possible. But you can't watch this show and maybe do a podcast about it and have guests without without hearing about Jake Lockley. I heard about Jake Lockley eventually. I knew who Jake Lockley was, mm. and it was always thinking of when would Jake Lockley come. And so I like the way it's done. I like the fact that like he seems to be a personality that is like full on board with with country, like. Control being being a dickhead was like, I, you two can't go because I have the real one I want. I like you guys, so I I like that. I I like the choice. Oscar Isaac is like, I'm not going to give you a New York taxi driver. I'm going to give you a Spanish speaking <laughs> limo driver. I'm just like Oscar because I remember joking. I was like, if Jake Lockley came up with a Russian accent, I want to be surprised. But Oscar Isaac was like, no, I'm just going to do Spanish. And he definitely looks like he looks like he's he's serious. He's here, he's he's here for business. Like like we. People understand what we kind of got from this show. Like, this is an MCU TV show that had... Like, that episode 5 is deep. Bro, child abuse. That episode 5 is a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot for, for an MCU show. To see a white woman pick up a belt and, <laughs> pick up you know, that's a lot for any TV show. Yeah. Most times it's what? It's a hillbilly dad that's picking mm-hmm. up that belt mm-hmm. that lives in a trailer park. Mm-hmm. It's not a white, a white Jewish woman that's picking up that belt. That's, and it's just like... And I think it's those kind of, because, and I know, I don't know if this is biased or if it's an unfair kind of like judgment, but because I know how big of a risk that is for a show to do on Disney Plus, and I feel like it was successful, it just makes me a lot more positive towards the show. Mm. Cause I'm like, first of all, the fact that you guys were willing to do that as, as a big deal. And then I think you pulled it off. I think 
Mark and Steven going through Mark's memories in that that house was just like it was beautiful. It was, it was painful. It was emotional. I was like, I was just like, this is a lot. And then yeah, as we speaking about going back to Jake Lockley, we see Jake Lockley shoot someone with a silencer mm. on dis on Disney Plus. Guys, that is not a thing that happens. This is not the Netflix Marvel shows. That was the God. That was the Godfather esque ending. This is ah. I'm just like anyway. I don't know. So maybe maybe I'm wrong for like praising those kind of things. Yeah, but those kind of things make me because I'm just like that's that's being created. That's kind of like going outside the MCU box, and I feel like it was successful. So like, well done to you guys. I think you should get some praise for for rewarding risks. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, Jake Lockley. What what do you have to say about Jake Lockley? Because I, I feel like you might know more about him than I do. I mean, the comics. He's just like you. He's he's a good guy. Okay. Um, in the, in the comics, Mark Spector is this mercenary. Stephen Grant is a millionaire playboy. I heard that. And yeah. Jake Lockley is a, yeah. Jake Lockley is a taxi driver who drives around New York and helps people when he can. So to see them, you know, sort of subvert these characters in this way, it's, it's nice to watch. You know, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, speaking of MCU things, I thoroughly enjoyed. Have you seen Doctor Strange yet? Okay. Well. This is how this is how you know that you have your own podcast <laughs> because like I had that down the line, but like oh, come feel free to feel free to uh, take over. Okay, let's talk about Strange. Let's talk about Strange quickly. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> but uh, obviously, well, it's going to be very spoiler free because yeah, the movie just came out. I don't want, uh, so very spoiler free. Um, what did you think? What did you think of Strange? Hot. Sam Raimi, Sam Raimi. He's, Sam Raimi is going to Sam Raimi movie, man. And um, <laughs> I just realized how much he was holding back in those Spider-Man movies. Yeah, yeah. Because this yeah. is this is Evil Dead meets Wizards of Waverly Place. <laughs> you know? Um, I <laughs> So, I think this is the most... People, I think, again... There have been quote-unquote thoughts on Twitter, and I don't. Uh, I'm going to do a full episode on on multiverse, like I said, and I'll probably get into those thoughts on that. But I think this is the most kind of like horror or Sam Raimi a movie like this could get, mm. right? I can't see how much more it could go while staying in like the PG-13, because I think most Marvel movies are like G, right? I don't think they ever yeah. PG-13. No, this was this like, was 12A. Yeah, but I think in America it's be. I think America is different. In the UK, I think it was 12A, because obviously it's 12A then 15. So, yeah. but I think, so I think 12A is PG-13, because rated R is 15 here. Okay. So I don't see how much more it could have done without, like, mm. again, without spoilers, there's some things in this happening in this movie that are like, I'm like, they're like, whoa. Guess what are you talking about? This is, whoa, like, this is like not for there kids. are dead souls in this movie. There yeah. are dead souls in this movie. <laughs> like, yeah. in the second half of this movie, Sam Raimi does some stuff. I'm just like, I don't want... I, uh. like, you know what? Let's just wait for let's let's just wait for the spoiler yeah, review. This movie has this movie has flaws. I'm not gonna like this movie is not no, it's not perfect. Anyone, let me say this for anyone who's listening to this and hasn't watched Multiverse of Madness. Please reduce your expectations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People are going to this movie thinking it's like Avengers 4.5. It's not, guys. It's a Doctor Strange sequel and a Wonder Vision sequel. It is not. It is not like you're not gonna get the next Charles Xavier in this movie. You're not gonna get like who is playing. Johnny Storm in this movie. Like, this movie is... Like, people are going, oh, we're going to see Loki. Guys, I'm going to tell you now, there's no Loki in this movie. Let me just... That's a spoiler, <laughs> but I'm telling you, there's no Loki in this movie. Yeah. Jesus, like... Guys, it's it's just... It, I think... I don't know if it's the endgame and if it's what that broke our brains. But guys, do you remember when 
like Marvel were bringing up some standalone movies. Look, between Endgame and No Way Home, I get why people want this, especially in a with a multiverse movie. Multiverse, yes, I get that, but I'm just like, if they told us that was it, then fair enough. But like, I don't think it's maybe I'm wrong. I don't know if it's Marvel's problem. I th- I feel like it's our problem because we're expecting mm. like guys. Remember when there were standalone movies? Like there will be standalone movies and then there'll be an Avengers movie. Yeah. Then standalone movies and Avengers movie. That's kind of how we do. Every movie cannot be like the big uh, thing. Because yeah. Every movie can't be a crossover event. Yeah. Every episode is not a season finale. Like guys, <laughs> some episodes are standalone episodes. Like I just I don't know. Most people have spoken about this movie. I, I don't think like anyone who comes out disappointed. Well, no, let me let me say anyone, but most people are coming to point because like they were expecting more, mm. right? Mm. And I like, I feel like you shouldn't. Like I enjoyed what I got. It's, like we said, it's not a perfect movie. They have faults, like, but they have some of the faults that like every Marvel movie will have. And I think like, look, there are some things that are consistent across the Marvel bl- a Marvel brand, and they have to be because it's a mm-hmm. it's a Marvel brand, and that Marvel brand makes it that like the floor isn't too low. Yeah, right. It also means that the ceiling isn't that high, mm, right? Mm, because mm. you can't get, like, for example, you it's very rare to get a the Batman, mm. right? But it means you wouldn't probably, you maybe one out of 20 would be a Suicide Squad, like the original Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Because that's kind of what the Marvel brand does. So, not that I agree with it, and some of that, that brand comes with its own faults, 100%, and you have to just take that, right? Yeah. But, like, I'm beginning to think if maybe it's even, like, you know, the whole fallacy of, like, Marvel doesn't let directors imprint their stuff, mm-hmm. their, their their style on on Marvel movies. I'm just like, that's a joke. I don't know. If you think about think about Taika, think about James Gunn, think about Chloe Zhao. No matter what you think about Eternals, mm. right? Think about what Sam Raimi did here. Even Kit Chocolate in Black Widow. I feel like, I don't know. I'm obviously an MCU fan, so I don't I don't want to be like I'm just like <laughs> like yeah. just chilling for them. But I, I think like because this Sam Raimi one, he had started doing some cool editing tricks. I was like, oh, that's that's a cool editing trick. Mm-hmm. That's that's nice what they're doing there. Then I was like, oh, oh shit, okay, you're just, you're easing us. Because it's really in the second half of the movie that he becomes Sam Raimi. The first yeah. half is like, guys, just, just calm is, down. I'm going to shoot Yeah. The first half is an MCU film and the, the second yeah. half is the Sam Raimi film. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I like this movie. Mm. We're going to go in depth into it very, in a future episode and we'll probably talk about the fault and their, their flaws. I'm not like, I'm, I really want to make that clear. It's not a perfect movie. It's probably not going to be my top five, but like, it's still a movie that I really, really enjoyed. And I... I really, really enjoyed it. I actually find movies like this easier to get back into than movies like No Way Home or Endgame. Or well, as in to get back into like the MCU? No, like just to like rewatch. Oh, rewatch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes yeah. sense. I, I enjoyed the standalone ones. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell you guys. Maybe like... <laughs> maybe you can insult me. Maybe I'm just like a basic person. But you know what? Mm. I can't... I don't mind that. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. But do you ever think about how funny the autonomy they give him at Kamatai? Or um, Wong? The, no, the, the autonomy they give Doctor Strange. Like, Oh, I think, I like, think as a previous Sorcerer Supreme, you have to kind of have like some, some leeway. I don't think he was ever Sorcerer Supreme. No, no, he was. It was he wasn't at the end of Strange 1. Because when no. the Ancient 1 died. No, he definitely was. He definitely was. Because like in No Way Home, Peter was like, I thought you had Sorcerer Supreme. I was like, no, when you disappear for five years, basically someone else takes it. So he was. He was from end of the first movie to Wait, hold Infinity on. War. He was so, 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 Dude, yeah, I'm pretty sure about that. No, I'm pretty sure about that. So do you think it was always Wong? Yeah. Anyway, TMC is checking this online now just to confirm. But he definitely was. Hold on. That's why he was staying in the Saturn Subterum. I thought they just gave... I feel like they give everyone... Everyone is a... Wait, hold on. 
Was he a sorcerer supreme? MCU finally confirmed. What? This is insane. Because I don't remember him ever being sorcerer supreme. No, well, he didn't do much because he was sorcerer supreme at the end of the movie. Then Infinity War happens. And then he gets dusted in Infinity War. He was sorcerer supreme at the end of the first Doctor Strange movie. Yeah, like when the ancient one dies, he becomes Sorcerer Supreme. Huh. I'm pretty sure, but I, now you're making me question my own. Thinking. I don't, I don't think because he was so new to the to that world. Yeah, but like the ancient one, like believed in him, didn't she? The ancient one is on crack. Because how can you do that? Why would she do that? Basically, I think it works like you know how ex presidents still get Secret Service in America. <laughs> like, yeah, you can just walk around. <laughs> you can just walk around Fair Um enough. Should we? Let's do something. Let's rewind quickly and go back to, to Moon Knight. Because I feel like we have done a disservice. Yeah, of course. Of course. Let's go back. We didn't talk about... Layla. But Ikalamu is a superhero. The first Egyptian MCU superhero. Yeah, Layla, man. Layla's costume is incredible. She looked beautiful. Yeah, it was so good. It was so good. I don't good. want to... Like I said, I want to keep this podcast G, so I don't want to say too many things that, mm-hmm. will, that will get me kicked out of here. But <laughs> the, the costume was great. The wings, incredible. Awesome. Her hair flowing in the wind. Yeah. Beautiful. Like... What, what, what do you want me to say? I don't have anything else to say to you. Um, hopefully, we I, again, think about Moon Knight. We don't know where what's going to happen. We don't know if it's the second season. We don't know what's going to happen going forward. Oscar has been very coy. A part of Moon Knight we also never really talk about is how good Ahmed's CGI was. Because you see a croc's mouth and you know it shouldn't be able to move well enough to imitate human speech. And I just thought it was so natural looking. Yeah, I saw that. I so whoever, you know, whoever, or whoever the VFX artist is that did that, well done. Because that is hard work. Um, oh, yeah, you are. You, I just Googled this. You are right. He was Sorcerer Supreme. Thank you. No, you're making me question my sanity. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, so like, I'm very interested to see where we see Oscar Dickness. I, I can't believe that he will just leave after one. Please don't, because mm. like, <laughs> I need to see more of that performance. I need to. Mm. I, I'm very intrigued of the idea of like uh, Mark and Steven versus Jake. Mm. I'm very interested, intrigued by that idea. I mean, to see Conchu wearing that suit. Conchu's mm. such an asshole, man. Such a he's, fucking asshole. He, he's a dick. Such a, ter- such a terrible man. He's a dick. Because I, I remember to rewatch it. Yeah. And I realized that he said, I will free you too. Like, he was, it wasn't like, I will free you. It was like, I will free yeah. the two of you. And I was like, yeah. oh, this, this yeah. guy, this guy knew what he was doing. <laughs> what a terrible man. It's actually wild. And I'm, I'm now starting to wonder if he went to Steve, if he went to Mark and Steven because they were dying or if he went to them because they were broken mentally. It's just making me wonder. That's, see, that's the thing. I brought up this episode, this question when I was talking about the episode, episode five. I was like, did he go to them because they were broken? Like, mm. it's like, do you, does he think that like, mm. one, because they're broken, they're easier to manipulate or they're more pliable. Bruh. It's interesting to see how it helps. I mean, we get to see it in the finale, I guess, which is some very cool shows. Like when uh, Mr. Knight throws the, the baton and then Moon Knight catches it. Cool. Yeah. So it's just like, how does a healthy Mark Spector stroke Stephen Grant work as Moon Knight? Are they mm. obviously they're not killing as much? But anyway, but I guess we saw much some of that in the in the finale. Yeah. But TMT, do you ever feel like you're getting older and you should kind of like outgrow MCU stuff and you shouldn't be like talking about podcasts on, about Doctor Strange and Moon Knight? No, man. Um, the MCU is going with me. So literally, this just started when I was like in high school, and it's it's still going. Mm-hmm. And most of the MCU fans are people my age. They're probably more MCU fans my age than people. Like, I feel like if I was 17 now, I probably wouldn't care about the MCU movies. I don't think my, so my, my housemate has a younger brother. He's 17. Doesn't care. Yeah. I wouldn't care though. He cares, but he doesn't care like that. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like, he's, he's like, he has what the movies, but he doesn't want the TV shows. Like, yeah. He, 
I would care passively, yeah. like, yeah, I guess, you know, have fun with that. Yeah, and I, I, I think it's like, I, I definitely think you're right because it's when he came out, but also like his entire, not waking existence, but his entire like pop culture knowledge maturity has had mm-hmm. the MCU. Mm-hmm. We didn't. Yeah. Like, first of all, we're like, first of all, there's an Iron Man movie. That is wild. Mm-hmm. But when you're saying that there's going to be an Avengers movie, like they're all going to be in the same, like to him, a universe is the norm. Do you get the MCU was all seen and dreams come true for him? It's like that's the world he lives in. Like all I used to do was wake up early and watch the cartoons. On, on yeah, TV. that's insane. Or like Silverbird. I didn't think there was actually going to be a, a real life. So yeah, I think yeah, I know they have my destiny. I, <laughs> Man, I think oh, they'll have to have like maybe five or six like yeah back to back terrible outings for me to stop. But that's not possible. Back to what I said earlier, because of like the MCU brand and house and floor and all that. Yeah. You can't have back-to-back terrible outings. Some will be great, some will be good, some will be bad. Mm. And if it's a bad one, two months later, it'll be a great one. So it's just like, mm-hmm. I'm always, I'm here. I'm here till Kevin Feige decides to stop. The MCU is so powerful that Eternals is getting a sequel. That's what you call real power. Like, so, anyway, if you're listening to this, if you're listening to this, I also want you to know that like, there's no age for enjoying things. If you like things, like it with your full chest. I like the MCU, man. It's fun. It gets my blood pumping. I don't know if it's maybe defensive, but like, why do we always feel the need to talk about things we don't like? Because it helps people bond. Yeah, but like, why do you have to like... You, you bond faster discussing things you don't like with people than you bond with discussing things you like. That's just how humans are. But not, not even in person. What about online? Just go and tweet a, a random thing you don't like. Like, just let people enjoy things though. Oh yeah, I guess there's also an air of superiority that comes with it. Here's the thing now. Morbius came out, right? I watched it. Ibuka kind of liked the movie. So we we did an episode, like a very bonus episode, just talking about it. And I was kind of shitting on it and he was defending it. And maybe I'm being a hypocrite. Maybe, I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm being a hypocrite. Maybe. But I don't know. I just like, let people enjoy things. Yeah, I, I, I don't like calling movies pieces of shit. Because two of my favorite movies are considered some of the worst movies of all time. And one of them... What are you talking about favorite movies? Mention, name them. <laughs> First of all, I just Be want to... Bold. I want to start by saying I love movies where it's like a motley crew, you know, like Ocean's Eleven, like just a bunch of people coming together to what? do something. So I'm talking A-Team. Okay. And Losers. They came out the same year. Insanely, when I say insane, insanely. Same year as Takers, wasn't it? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like Takers. Takers had Chris Brown. You didn't like, like Takers? Oh, that was too low for you. Yeah. That was like, <laughs> that was where I draw the line. Takers <laughs> and League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> Both had Idris, right? Both Takers and Losers had Idris. I don't remember. I think maybe, maybe. I don't know. I think Takers had another stock black man. Stock image black actor. I feel like um, one definitely had, um, what's his name, Tyrese. But I think Idris was no, in both. Losers, um, Idris was in Losers. I don't know. Who had I, Chris Evans? Which one had Chris Evans? Losers. Losers had Chris And that's one you like. Oh, Idris was in Takers as well. So he was in both, yeah. He was, he in, was both. in both. On that quickly, so I I watched the unbearable weight of massive talent recently, the Nick Cage comedy. Really yeah. good, I recommend it. But then it made me go back because there's some Nick Cage movies that I've still not seen. So I'd like to go back and actually watch like Conair. How have you not seen Conair? That is embarrassing. I don't know. I think it. I have some. It is. It is embarrassing. I have something with like older movies where I just keep on pushing them. Like they are going to be there forever. So let me catch up on the ones that are coming out now. Fair enough. Right. So I said, okay, let me just finally go back and watch his nineties. Conair, Face Off, and to Wet the Rock. And I was like, guys, you know what? These movies, and I, I told you, I was like, these movies cannot come out today. And <laughs> it's not because of the MCU. It's because of Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. Because like these movies will like get like, people will be like, oh, this like 
connects over the top and is a 40% of Rotten Tomatoes. Like, <laughs> these movies are fun. We don't have fun movies. We don't have fun movies that are not critically acclaimed anymore. Mm. And that's Rotten Tomatoes' fault. And and Netflix. Mm. Yeah. Like, that oversaturation also makes it... It makes it harder for people to understand what's good and what's bad. And even when they do, they just demand for proper excellence all the time. I think you have to allow some movies to just be... Mm-hmm. To just exist. Because those are... My favorite movies growing up were never... Critically acclaimed movies. It was always fucking like Universal Soldier or Street Fighter. <laughs> the Van Damme Street. Just a bunch of Van Damme movies, really. <laughs> My favorite Time. movie growing up was Bulletproof Monk. I think I watched it too many times. Dude, I, when I say I loved, I loved that fucking movie. And I still maintain... Bro, to, it was I, a DSTV so much. Listen. I, Chow Young Fat. Oh. Listen, I maintain till today that Sean William Scott should have been Star-Lord. Woohoo! Yeah, I think That's it would have been spicy. amazing. Yeah, I think it would have been amazing, amazing. Had he been anything? I can't remember last thing I've seen some Michael Scott did. So William Scott, rather. He did um, Lethal Weapon. Was it Lethal Weapon? Or... The TV show? TV show, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, just... He do, he's just done a, a bunch of B-list movies and TV Very shows spicy take, whatever. very spicy take. Anyway, okay, I think that's... Okay, that's a good take to kind of end this episode on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> before we leave, though... So, I mean, apparently you're, you're an over, overachiever and you're trying to shame the rest of us and you have another podcast out. So do you want to quickly tell the listeners about that new podcast? Yeah, guys, I would thank you so much. I would love you're to welcome. plug my new podcast. It's, it's called Two Truths and a Dirty Lie. It's a history podcast. We talk about the wildest things that happen in history. Like we talk about how the US tried to make it like, they tried to feminize him by what? putting estrogen in sandwiches. This was a real thing because he, he had a sister who was mild-mannered. So they figured that if they made him, you know, um, feminine, then they would be able to make him calm down. We talk about the time that the, the, the CIA again tries to kill Fidel Castro with an exploding cigar. We talk about the time that, um, they tried to kill, t- um, Patrice Lumbago of, um, the, um, Congo with poison toothpaste. We just talk about the weirdest assassination attempts in history Jesus. in the first episode, but the entire podcast is just history. It's weird facts. It's wild things happening. And my, my, me and my co-host, Des, we just discuss it and we have fun. It's funny. It's chill. Please check it out. Again, it's called Two Truths and a Dirty Lie. Two Truths and a Dirty Lie. Yeah, so guys, go check out Two Truths and a Dirty Lie. Please. I'm assuming everywhere you get, everywhere you get a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been TMT from the Submarine Podcast, Submarine and the Roach Podcast. Yeah, so obviously, like, thank you very much for coming back to this podcast. And I'll see you in a couple of weeks when we're talking about Atlanta. Yeah. And this very intri- intriguing season, I would say. Yeah. Uh, thank, you for t- thank you for getting to the MCU bag with me. Always, man. Always. I yeah. can't wait to do it again. I know, like, tell, tell all your co-hosts, all, I guess, three of them now, mm. including your new podcast, they're like, I'm not, I'm not trying to steal you away. They can all come on this podcast. It's open to all if they want. <laughs> we, we just talk about film and TV yeah. if they want to cover. Um, uh, this, 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 this is our special little thing. Don't leave that's fine. Okay, that's fine. I'll, I'll edit that out. You don't have to tell yeah. me. Uh, <laughs> honestly, they probably won't listen to this anyways. Uh, if I know, if I know male friends, they probably won't listen to this. Uh, <laughs> could you listen? Could you listen to the last one? He listens to everything. Oh, f- yeah. okay. That's, that's, that's a special one. You should, you should hold on to him. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he listens to everything. <laughs> to that one. Okay, yeah, no, thank you very much for coming. I'll, I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Um, guys, if you're still listening to this, please rate and review. Please follow us on whatever platform you're listening on. Please check out Summer Rich Podcast. Please check out Truth and a Lie. Please um, follow them, rate and review as always. And yeah, I'll be back next week talking about more TV and more films with the great Oscar winning actor, Daniel Kaluuya. 
<laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>